Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This episode is sponsored by the game Best Fiends. After a day of work on the show, I need some time to decompress and cleanse my palate with a little bit of relaxation and some fun. And without fail, I reach for Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a five-star rated mobile puzzle game filled with fun, engaging puzzles to keep your brain both entertained and challenged while you work to defeat some slugs, earn some meteor mites, and grow your cute character collection. With over 7,000 levels, the most adorable characters, and fun little challenges that update to keep your interest, this game is the perfect de-stressor that can keep you entertained in even the most boring of situations. The holiday season is creeping up on us, which means loads of time in the car, shuttling back and forth between friends and family. Which, for me, is the perfect time to sit in the passenger seat, crank up the music, and blast through some levels before the festivities can begin. I am on level 579 now, but I know that with all of the travel plans we have coming up, I'm going to be at level 600 before I know it. One of my favorite things about Best Fiends is that it doesn't require the internet, which is a lifesaver while on road trips or out somewhere where the Wi-Fi is a little spotty. That way I can play whenever and wherever I want. And I love that I'm having some fun while still making my brain work. So join me and millions of people who are already playing this fun puzzle game. Make the most of your fall downtime and spend some time with your favorite fiends. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder... There are approximately 40,000 unidentified descendants in the United States alone. So with that staggering number, any and all identifications seem like the victory you feel when you place that final piece in a long and complicated puzzle. However, sometimes the identity of a Jane or John Doe can lead to more questions than it does answers. On November 27, 2006, a woman was pulled from the Ohio River and remained unidentified for almost a decade. A woman whose identification only brought more questions than it did answers. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On November 29, 2006, the body of an unknown woman was pulled from the Ohio River wearing a black blouse and skirt, gray shoes, pantyhose, a full face of makeup, and jewelry that included two necklaces with what appeared to be pearls, thus giving her the name Pearl Lady. An autopsy would put her time of death at November 27, 2006, and though the well-cared-for woman had no outwardly suspicious injuries, investigators noted she suffered from a number of broken bones when she entered the river, meaning she fell or was pushed from quite a high location, though they did not believe that drowning was her cause of death. 
simply wanting her identification to notify her family, investigators placed what information they knew in various online databases and published her story in a number of reports. Despite this, leads remained few and far between, meaning the Pearl Lady remained a Jane Doe. A number of amateur sleuths attempted to crack her case, as did the Doe Network, but none seemed to pan out. Then a comparison of her fingerprints turned up a name, not from a missing persons report, but from an arrest record. According to the 2014 results, Pearl Lady was actually Barbara Rose Pret, formerly Hess, who was arrested in 1986 for shoplifting some groceries in Covina, California. A former socialite who, at the time, was living with her family all under assumed names. According to the records, Barbara Pret, who originally came from the wealthy Hess family in Cincinnati, with a father who was the president of the Bar Association, and her uncle, who was a respected judge, married her husband, James, who worked as a school supervisor. They later had two daughters together while living in Indian Hill, Ohio, and one of these daughters recalled hearing individuals, more than likely intruders, arguing with her parents one night in 1983, after which the family was forced to flee the area and change their names. They began living a very transient lifestyle all over California, stealing food when necessary and earning Barbara that arrest in Covina. The girls were later put up for adoption for their own protection and in hopes that they would have, quote, better lives. So police went to get some more information and when they approached her now 79-year-old husband, James Pratt, at his apartment in Clifton, he told them that his name was not James, but Jim Tooman. With his cover blown, James, who never reported his wife missing, refused to cooperate with the police. So they arrested him for falsification and obstruction of justice and held him on a $15,000 bail. He was eventually sentenced to 25 days in jail and released. While being questioned by police, he confirmed the bizarre story about the last years of Barbara's life. With all of this information, a number of questions remained unanswered. Why did the Pratt family leave their very comfortable lifestyle in exchange for a life on the run? Who were the intruders that forced them to flee? And why were they so afraid of them that they were willing to give up their beloved daughters? And why did they come back to Ohio just before Barbara's mysterious death? Investigators claim that James Pratt may have been into some shady business deals with possible mafia ties, but none of the evidence was conclusive enough to make any headway in the case. And with James, who remains a person of interest, keeping his lips sealed, lack of evidence, and no real cause of death, it seems like we may never get a solid answer on what happened to Barbara Pratt. No charges in the case have ever been made, James remains a free man, and Barbara's case remains a cold one. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to what terrible thing happened on November 28th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.